The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. And a happy Tuesday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. Here at the Multimedia Cafe, we embrace modern technology. You might be thinking, what the heck is a Multimedia Cafe? Pretty simple. Cafe is a place where we like to exchange ideas, have a little bit of a civil talk, that sort of things. And then uh, the whole multimedia is, is we talk over face-to-face or maybe Skype, maybe FaceTime, maybe the phone. Multimedia Cafe. You never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. And let me tell you about what we have on tap today, on menu today, if I want to. Well, I guess they have some cafes have taps. Anyway, all right, we won't need to get into too much of the language here, but as a wordsmith, I always find myself getting sidetracked very easily. And as a person on the radio or a podcaster, I find myself rambling sometimes, and this is one of those times. Since I'm aware of it, I should probably stop, back up, go right back into today's topics. Okay. Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministry, he joins today and talks about the need for Christian-based services in western North and South Dakota. The Badlands Ministry has been around for about 90 years. He also comments on the connection between faith and oil and gas communities, how it seems a lot of oil and gas communities at the core are really comprised of many Christian values. And so we talk a little bit about how that faith and oil and gas interwoven connection has happened for the past century, I would say. Uh, They've been around for 90 years. Brent Seeks hasn't been around for 90 years, but the ministry has. So he has a wealth of information and some knowledge. And then we kind of sidebar into a really interesting uh, program, I guess, in Dickinson, North Dakota, called the Dickinson Backpack Program. He sits on the board for that program. And what they do is they supply weekly food. Like every Friday, they load up these backpacks. Well, by backpacks, they're actually tote bags, but with food. And so that way the kids have food to eat over the weekend. And there's over 300 a week. I mean, Dickinson is not a huge community. And we're talking 300 kids that are going home over the weekend that need supplement food. I, I am more amazed by educators telling me how many kids are reliant on the uh, school system for feeding their, their children, feeding children, basically, that... Uh, it's something like 30%. It's a, it's a high number, way too high of a number uh, of children that are relying on public school systems to feed them uh, to where they don't even go to, over the weekend a lot of times. They don't even have food. So very interesting little sidebar conversation we have with Brent Seeks with the Badlands Ministries on about uh, also the Dickinson Backpack Program. And then we talk with Mark Bullock. He's a, with BMA biotech discussing sustainable and environmentally safe products in the cleanup business he started in the restaurant food the grease trap you know that sort of industry and from there his uh, science his proprietary 
uh, product, that sort of thing, grew into the energy field out of demand. And so he's found himself a nice little niche in that industry. Uh, we talk a little bit about the, uh, um, I guess, the ups and the downs and the pros and the cons, all that good stuff happening there with the growth of the business and kind of the competition when it comes to this environmentally sound products. It is a tight competition business out there. When you think about it, especially in the spill business, you got to be competitive with uh, response time. Then you got to be competitive with um, environmentally sound, EPA-friendly products. And then you got to be competitive with the customer service. And then you got to be competitive with the price. There's a lot of competition when it comes to these environmentally products. When in, in response timing, like we talk about with uh, Mark Bullock, it's kind of like you're an emergency response person. You, you know, you're you're not a, a police officer, you're not a firefighter, you're not an ambulance person, but you are responding to an emergency, which a spill is. You know, it might not be life or death, but sometimes spills just need to be cleaned up and there's an emergency response there. So a uh, very good interview. Mark Bullock joins us a little later in the program here on the Multimedia Cafe. Okay, I say let's get to it here. Let's get to uh, Brent Seeks here in just a moment and let's get that all started up. Oh, also, we talk about Giving Hearts Day coming up February 14th, uh, one of the largest giving days up in the upper Midwest. A couple million bucks go to a few hundred charities. Uh, we talk about that as well. All right, coming up around the corner. Brent Seeks with the Badlands Ministry. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Jason Speaks, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speaks on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speaks, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speaks. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Brent Seeks with the Badlands Ministry. Yes, Badlands Ministries is a Bible camp and retreat center. Uh, it's been operating for 90 years. We just celebrated our 90th anniversary last summer. And it's uh, owned by several Lutheran churches, but it's ecumenical in nature. So we serve um, people from all different denominations in our area. And we have summer camps 
for kids every summer, and we also do year-round retreats and events. And we also um, have our site available to be rented out by family unions, corporate groups, weddings, that kind of thing as well. Oh, no kidding. You guys also get into the event planning business too? You know, a little bit. It's, it's a beautiful site. So we're just south of Medora. So we're right up next to a Bully Pulpa Golf Course. And so we've got 188 acres. It's a beautiful spot. And it's very convenient, again, because of its close proximity to Medora and the park and Theodore Roosevelt, Medora Foundation, the musical, all that kind of stuff. I'm on your website right now, and boy, some of these photos you have on your homepage are just breathtaking. Of course, that's kind of the magic of the Badlands, huh? Yeah, it certainly is. I think uh, it's it's just such a beautiful location. We're just blessed to be there and to have that land that we have. And so it's a great opportunity for us, whether it's our summer camps that we are putting on and have kids of all ages come out for a week of camp. They get to experience that beautiful creation and, and our programs. But it's like you're mentioning, it's just beautiful just to come out for the day, whether it's to be part of a wedding or a day retreat, things of that nature. It's just always nice to be in the Badlands. I'm noticing you guys even have a few events during the wintertime, huh? We do. And so we've got in a few weeks, we have a women's crafting retreat that's happening out there. Um, and But we do. We try to have something just about every month of the year. We've got an event or a retreat that we're <laughs> hosting and putting on. And then things really get busy for us in the summer. So we're going to ask you about Giving Hearts Day in just a second. But first of all, uh, just kind of prime the pump a little bit and talk about maybe some of the services that you provide to the community and just some of the reasons why uh, people should donate or consider donating to you on Giving Hearts Day. Yep. So as a religious Bible camp, uh, you know, we're all about growing faith. And so one of the mottos we often use is bringing faith to life. And so to us, that means... We're sharing the good news of Jesus wherever we can and and helping people grow in their faith. But bringing faith to life also for us means making faith come alive. And and to us, that's uh, making our faith an active thing and a service thing. And so while we host many week-long camps for youth at camp and help those youth grow in their faith, we also do day camps and vacation Bible schools in area communities. And so uh, we generally have anywhere from 14 to 16 uh, day camps will do each summer, and that could be anywhere from Kildare to uh, Baker, Montana, to Bison, South Dakota, just kind of this whole region. We will do uh, these day camps. And when we're in... Mr. Brent Seeks, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. John F. Kennedy and the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Hey, on my mama to the night. Hey, on my mama. Hey, yeah. Life in a northern town. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool. Joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, right now, we're going to continue our conversation with Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries. Uh, Day camps we'll do each summer, and that could be anywhere from Kildare to uh, Baker, Montana to Bison, South Dakota, just kind of this whole region. We will do uh, these day camps, and when we're in, in communities, uh, we work with several churches to do these day camps, and we love to do service projects. So 
when our staff, these young adults that we hire for the summer in communities, uh, we encourage those folks planning the day camp to have uh, service activities and things in the community they can do as well. And so we're really trying to make a difference in several ways. Um, again, we love uh, growing faith. We think that's such an important uh, thing today. I mean, today we can all find despair and darkness in the world, and uh, we, we think that we give donors the resources to provide hope and light. How did you guys get involved with Giving Hearts Day? Yeah, we were blessed to be one of the first organizations in this uh, part of the state to take part in that. We kind of got asked to do that. I was trying to figure out how many years ago that was. It was at least five years ago that we first started, and we didn't know much about what it was at the time, and we thought it sounded like a good idea, and it really has been a blessing not only to our ministry, but to a lot of the local charities as well. And um, it's nice to have seen it kind of grow. And every year, uh, Giving Hearts Day generates more money for the, the charities that participate. And it's a wonderful way for folks to give, but also just to have awareness for the, the great charities in our area that, that serve us all. Do you guys do anything kind of locally or anything along those lines? I've been hearing different stories about, you know, kind of what people are doing to drum up because it, it gets a little bit competitive amongst the charities, but at the same time, it, the competitiveness just almost turns into who can become more creative or more involved with the community type of a thing. Do you yeah, guys you know, do you guys it, do anything like that? You know, we uh, what we found over our many years of being part of Giving Hearts Day is, for the most part, we have consistent donors that that recognize the value of our ministry and support it, and this is a, another mechanism. For them to do that what we also realize is uh there's a lot of generous people in our communities in our area that support multiple organizations and so um even though i'm the director for Badlands ministries the bible camp um, i'm also a mentor for the best friend mentoring program i'm on the board of directors for the dickinson backpack program you know i, I could look at connections for many of these other local charities that are on the list and all of them are, are tremendous assets to our communities, and they all need funding. I mean, that's one thing we all have in common is I don't believe any of those local charities would be able to exist without donors and people giving towards them. And so, um, you know, every year we send out letters and, and notifications to the people that support the Bible Camp to let them know this event's happening, and this is a great way to do that. And we every year we have secured kind of a, a inspiration gift that someone will give to help uh, motivate people to give to us. And that's just been a wonderful thing. I mean, I uh, last year we just about raised thirty thousand dollars through this one day event for Badlands Ministries, and that's a big important part of our budget. Are you familiar with uh, that relationship between kind of the faith and oil and gas and the solidifying yeah. roots in a community, that sort of thing? You know, we do an oil and gas program, so I thought, you know, what, I might as well ask. I know. Without getting sure. into, uh, you know, th there will be blood with Daniel Day Lewis. I, you know, I'm not talking about that. But, <laughs> no, sure. But but there there was there the the a good amount of truth in that movie in terms of faith has really been a very instrumental pillar in building oil and gas communities. Yeah, you know, we've been very blessed by that in particular. And you know, when Balance Ministries we moved to a new site. Um, just over 10 years ago, I think 2008 was our first summer at this new location we're at. And we had a capital campaign going on, and it just so happened to, to correspond with a lot of the oil and gas activity when things were really booming. And that was a tremendous blessing. I, I don't know that we could have been able to do what we did without that happening. And, and to this day, 
Um, I would bet, I would say maybe, I think about this in a minute, it's probably close to 10% of our operating budget um, probably is tied in some way to um, money from minerals. And so we had uh, a lovely elderly lady set up kind of a foundation with some local charities, and we were one of them in which all the proceeds from one of the wells uh, went into that charity and got divided up amongst those charitable organizations and each year there's a payout towards that and so that's someone that used that money to kind of have a, a perpetual blessing to you know several of the charities in this community just as an example and so um for us i can i just know that you know it's just kind of we represent really the community so there's you know whether it's farming and ranching or people have manufacturing jobs or you know the oil you they're all important and so all of those people have connections and and in terms of the faith you know we represent many churches and many people and so it's just wonderful to um have folks that are generous with the gifts that they've been given and then willing to pass those on to our organization and to others in the area so that you know really everyone wins in our whole community and one more question this one's kind of pop quiz a little bit because you know, yeah. you're, you're not um, by part of the backpack organization on a day-to-day, but you're on the board. And yeah, sure. Um, I wanted to ask you about them. I know they're part of Giving Hearts Day too, and we're going to try to get them yeah. on, on the program as well. But just to, uh, g- give them a quick little plug because that's a good little organization that you guys I'd are doing. I'd love to. And yeah. it's, uh, it's extra pertinent for me because my wife's the kind of the volunteer director for that. So. Oh, I, I wondered <laughs> that because I saw you guys <laughs> yeah, had the sure la- that, same last no. name. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. So I've been kind of involved with that program from the beginning. And so my wife, Kristen's a social worker for Dickinson Public Schools and kind of through our church as well, we recognized a need for this program. And so um, there's close to 300 packs every week that go out uh, through, we distribute them through the schools. I actually um, serve as kind of the coordinator of the drivers every Friday to, uh, they pack the packs generally Thursday night, and then they're put in totes, and those totes get delivered to each of the uh, schools that participate in the program, and and then when the totes get to the schools, those packs go to the students to discreetly take home for the weekend so they've got food. So um, it really is a wonderful program, and probably what impresses me the most, it makes it very unique, is it's really um, 100% volunteer run. I mean, there's really not paid staff. The closest to a paid staff is the church, St. John Lutheran, the, the finance person for the church, kind of helps do the books for the backpack program, but then she's not directly paid by the backpack program to do that. And so really the donations that come into that program, it really all goes towards, you know, the food, that the food packs. And so what's interesting as well is in addition to getting those food packs from the Great Plains Food Bank, uh, we also are able to get um, – bread from Baker Boy, which is fantastic. We get uh, fruit from sometimes Walmart or other local grocery stores. There's just a lot of generosity in our community towards that program, which really makes those packs and, you know, great packs for those young people to take home each weekend who need it. Did you say 300 a week? Yeah, that's right. So um, just close to that. And my wife would be able to give exact numbers, but yeah, it's, it's uh, every even week. Even if it's half that at 150, yeah. that is incredible. You said a week, huh? Yeah, it, it, it takes, it's, it's remarkable how many volunteers take part in uh, that program, too. So um, uh, we generally pack about 50 packs on a Wednesday night, and they kind of go to the Head Start kids, you know, the younger kids, and those get delivered on Thursday. And then the rest of the packs, you know, another 200 to 250 get packed, put together Thursday night. So every 
Thursday, there's a different group of volunteers that will get together to put those food packs together. And then, as I mentioned, every Friday, then we have a group, generally a different group, some of them the same, but we have usually eight or nine drivers that will uh, meet and take those totes and deliver them to the schools where they get distributed. And that was Brent Seeks with the Badland Ministries, also with the Dickinson Backpack Program. Very busy guy there out in Western North Dakota and Western South Dakota, keeping, I love it, I love it. I mean, what a great, great program. I mean, filling kids uh, with bags full of food so they have it on the weekend, making sure communities are, are consistently demonstrating Christian values. Uh, it's it's a great thing. Brent Seeks, thank you so much for joining us today. Badlands Ministry, and good luck at Giving Hearts Day, February 14th. It's right around the corner. And anybody listening on our podcast, because after, after this is a radio show, we turn around and put it on as a podcast. Uh, the, the beauty of the internet now is anybody can donate online anywhere across the, the, the planet. So if you think the Badlands Ministry sounds like a good thing for the oil and gas communities out there, uh, jump online and donate some money to them and make sure that they can, or the Dickinson Backpack Program too, but uh, Giving Hearts Day, February 14th, is uh, when it's happening. But you don't have to be in the, in the upper Midwest to donate. You can be in Argentina if you'd like. Um, they'll, trust me, the Badlands Ministry, they'll take your money and they'll use it very wisely. Um, anyway, so we're going to take a quick break. We come back. Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech right here on the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe. You know that I've lived, yeah, you know that I've tried. Well, I've told the truth, yeah, you know that I've lied. We all do what we do so we can survive. Now it's Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. Coming up next, it's Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. Mark Bullock, BMA Biotech. Outstanding. Thanks for joining us today. Start off by talking about your company a little bit. Uh, what is it you guys do? So BMA Biotech um, have developed a range of uh, sustainable and biodegradable um, chemicals specifically used in the oil and gas industry. Uh, we were formed in uh, 2016, so we are a relatively new company. Uh, but from then, we've, we've, we've come on leaps and bounds with the chemistry that we're using. It's revolutionary in the industry in the sense that all of our products are 100% biodegradable within... 75 days um, they're non-flammable non-toxic and generally i mean they are vastly superior to what's being currently used with you know when people utilize petrochemicals so our idea was basically to replace the the the, the toxic and harmful chemicals currently used in various applications and what is being used right now? I mean, what what happens, you know, and say when a spill is being cleaned up now versus what what you guys are offering? Okay, so with a with a spill, our package is a is mainly bacteria based. Um, 
where our bacteria, instead of containing just two species, we contain six. And one of them actually is very superior um, because it was actually found in an oil well in the North Sea. And it was causing issues there where it was literally digesting the oil. So we've taken, we were able to get a sample of that and grow it in a lab condition and turn that into a, a remediation product. But we also do a liquid form of that product also. Um, but we also do um, pipeline of flow assurance, um, waste wastewater, uh, rig wash, storage tank cleaning, well bore cleanups, and enhanced oil recovery products also. So they're all generally based off the same base compounds. It's just the extra additives in there that are that make each product unique. Um, and where that has come from is when we've been dealing with a client, say, for instance, in Flow Assurance, who have no, who has noticed that hydrocarbon multi-clean will dramatically improve the viscosity of heavy oil, so it makes it easier to pump. Um, you know, because of the cost of it, they've said, well, can you make something a little bit cheaper that's the same, you know, with the same effect? So we've looked at what was components in that product that were making the, you know, decreasing the viscosity of the oil, and then just create a standalone product for that specific area. So this might be an industry term, but um, I'm familiar with the uh, in situ yeah. cleanup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are you are you familiar with that? And talk to me about that. And then the, what what is the other one? Is it, is it uh, ex situ? Yeah, talk yeah. to me about those yeah. two differences. So the two differences with in situ and ex situ, especially with soil remediation, refers to in situ is primarily the use of bacterial solutions to rapidly well depending on conditions and everything else to degrade the oil without removing the soil um i, ha I have seen a number of companies that practice in situ treatment but it's a question of are they really doing ex in situ treatment or should they be doing ex situ treatment um but typically, ex situ treatment is soil washing. So you would dig the soil out, you'll put it in a contained area with, uh, <clears throat> you know, spill containment, and you'd basically just wash the soil over and then put it back in. Because what tends to happen is with washing soil in situ is you're not actually doing anything other than washing the contamination down into the groundwater, and then it will naturally escape out into surface water. So mm -hmm. it's, if, it's, if it's done the wrong way, it will actually damage the environment. It will cause person who needs a spill cleaned up a lot more issues with the epa because if it gets into obviously water courses it's a lot worse a problem sure are you guys uh pretty familiar with the epa and their guidelines and that sort of thing you yes work with them yes we've we, we've dealt with the epa um under the old administration and we were obviously we you know i'm not from the u.s but my background is from the uk um, but our ideals were very different in remediation. Um, for instance, in the outside of the US, you have to be certified with various courses. You have to actually physically prove your product works. You can't just say it does. Um, you don't pay for it to go on a spill cleanup list. Um, you have to submit uh, studies and everything else. Where when we were approached by the EPA to put our products on there, it was going to cost us a lot of money and we just didn't see the value of it because we don't believe in paying for our products to be put on a list when they're outside the U.S. they're on lists anyway. So I'm curious about 
when you started over here in the U.S., you mentioned you're yeah. from the U.K., obviously your accent as well. Yeah. Um, what, when did you come to the States? Uh, 2015. Were you working in the um, this industry over in the U.K. before? Uh, before I was, um, basically I, I left the Army in 2000, the British Army in 2009. Okay. Um, and, I, and I had a variety of security-related work, um, but then slowly migrated over to the oil and gas industry uh, in various projects. And then when I moved to the U.S., um, because I couldn't leave for the first 18 months um, because of my green card application and everything else, it was basically I, I looked at what I could actually do. So I formed BMA Biotech and started to work mainly within the hospitality industry within a different form of remediation for drain lines and grease traps. Okay. But then we had clients from the oil and gas industry that I knew previously who would ask us, can you do a product that can do this? So we naturally migrated over to the oil and gas industry and our first product was released at the end of 2016, um, which was our storage tank cleaner. And then from there, we had various meetings with other companies and that's where HMC comes from, from dealing with a lot of other companies who wanted a, a new type of pipeline remediation and flow assurance product. And that's how HMC was born. Then from there, obviously other clients said, well, can you do something that can do this? Because we've noticed HMC does this. So we've just evolved with what our clients basically need. Sure. Yeah, no, I was wondering if you, you know, did had any experience in the oil and gas industry over over in Europe? And just, yes, we've just kind of the, the difference between kind of the two industries there. I mean, I've always heard there there's such differences from yes. from regulations yes. and that sort of thing. So hydrocarbon multi clean over in the U.S. is a prime example. It doesn't because it's a biodegradable chemical, in fact, any chemical in the U.S., you can really use it without much oversight. Um, there's, there's hardly any um, guidelines there for the chemicals. Um, but in the U.K., especially in the North Sea, um, we're currently going through the registration process for the product, and it's taken us 18 months so far. So it's, it's quite a lengthy process. It's not just pay $20,000, for instance, and submit your product. Um it's it goes down to everything. I mean, we have to do feasibility studies on what it on what each raw component will do to various sort of uh, plant life of type of fish and everything. I mean, it's not as simple as just you know develop the product and off you go. So, and we've actually been told by the government regulatory body in the UK that due to the way we've developed HMC, um, they may actually alter the uh, regulatory guidelines guidelines so our products of our nature can be a lot uh, far easier regulated because at the moment because it's such the compounds in hmc is so new and so revolutionary that actually there's not much regulation or oversight with respect to them so it's a lot harder to get them registered where are you based out of now uh, we're based out of sugarland texas um we are currently um looking at moving up to the uh, open and outlet in the Eagleford because our business is starting to pick up in there. Uh, we've got business in the uh, Mid Midland area um, up towards the Panhandle and also we're starting to spread out into Oklahoma. But we also do cover the UK and Europe with a satellite office over there and a, a very small number of staff. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so for a three-year-old company, we've not done too bad. No, not at all. And um, are you guys primarily just down there in that... Uh 
Texas, Oklahoma area are looking at branching beyond there or just staying put for the next year? Well, it's, it's, a, gen, it's a sense of, um, you know, we're willing to expand north, um, east, south, well, east, east and west. But we, we would like to do it in a timely manner, um, you know, so we don't have to, you know, overstretch ourselves. Mr. Mark Bullock, BMA Biotech, ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Even when the earth crumbles under my feet. Even when the ones I love turn around and crucify me. I won't ever, ever let you down. I won't fall. I won't fall. I won't fall as long as you're around me. Even when the rain falls. Even when the flood starts rising. Even when the storm comes. I am washed by the water. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here where you never know who you're going to run into or what you're going to talk about. Well, right now, we're going to continue our conversation with Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. It's a lot easier for our clients. We have a quicker turnaround with the chemicals. So if a client comes to us on a Monday, they can have it by the Friday. And that's what we like to do. We don't genuinely like to overstretch ourselves. And our clients wait weeks and weeks and weeks for our products. What, what do you want people to know from this interview, walk away from? Uh, well, basically, um, I'd like them to know that, you know, our products are, uh, are vastly improved compared to um, conventional chemicals used, especially our pipeline remediation and flow assurance product. The feedback we've got from our clients is that it works a lot better than conventional chemicals. It doesn't just remove deposition. It also prevents uh, corrosion. It uh, removes and prevents hydrogen, sul- hydrogen sulfide and um iron sulfide buildups so you know it's just a new a new product overall that you know we've been published in various um trade publications mainly for the uk and europe and the wider world and it's just basically getting the word out about our company in the u.s and how can people know about you then you want to get your word out so how can people find out uh, so we've got an online presence obviously with a website we're also on linkedin we're on facebook and twitter um, we are generally being published more and more now with our clients increasing, they're, they're obviously starting to talk about us a bit more. So word of mouth is generating us a lot of business at the moment. Um, so, yeah, you know, we've got a presence on major platforms. We also have a YouTube channel. So if anyone would like to see what our various chemicals can do, we've, we've produced videos so people can see live demonstrations of what it can and can't do. I imagine that works pretty well, the YouTube videos and, and the before and, before and after pictures, that sort of thing. It does. It's, it's been a great asset to us. Um, again, we're, we're very conscious of the fact that there's a lot of products out there that are deemed to be snake oil. Um, we've been kept at a distance from some companies because they viewed a lot of our products like that. So our main sales tactics, for want of a better word, is say, okay, if you don't believe us, watch the YouTube video. Then that generates a bit of interest. And then they come back to us and say, right, okay, let's do a bench test where we can physically see it in person. There's no, you know, it's not like you can cut something in real life. You, you know, you've seen it there firsthand. 
Um, and then from there, obviously, that, that's where our clients are then amazed. Um, I'll tell you they, what I've seen. I, I've seen your guys' industry become one of the more competitive industries yeah. in the oil and gas industry. Now, what I mean by that is a lot of times you guys are called to do a reaction, much like emergency yeah. response. You know, yeah, yeah. okay, you're, you're not a firefighter and you're not a, a ambulance driver and you're not a cop, but in, in some respects you are an emergency responder to a spill. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's that added you know, competition of just timeliness, you know, are you the first person to pick up the phone? Are you, you know, that sort of thing. So that makes competitive. Secondly, you have the whole environmental movement going on the whole, everything's got to be green and the EPA. And so you've got that, but then like you said, the snake oil part, because you are so competitive and because there's this ultra super secret science formulas and all these different things. Yeah. It'd be really hard to develop a, um, uh, sort of a because um, you guys are new. That's the thing. It's a, a yeah. lot of this stuff is new. Is how difficult is it to develop a trust out there? Because really, that at the end of the day, I would imagine the oil and gas industry they're still doing a lot of a lot of uh, relationships based on trust, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Huh. That's that's one thing we've seen because we're relatively unknown, um, especially in the U.S. Um, our contacts are very limited. You know. It's, it's still, for want of a better word, a good old boy network out there. And if, if they don't trust you, they won't touch you. But then what we've also seen quite quite common, actually, is people who have been introduced to the industry by known faces um, are actually causing a lot of distrust as well because they're, they're selling their products one way and they're not actually what they're meant to be. And they really are snake oil. Um, we had a case where we had a client phone us, well, a new client phone us up because a competitor had done a job um the epa had turned up to take some readings on a spot check and actually found the job wasn't done ad- adequately enough um they'd been lied to by the contractor the contract was very clever how they would their contracts and they were not actually legally responsible for any issues they caused afterwards so then we had to sort of guide the client through of how best to clean the mess up properly and that generated some some respect that way um and now the word again with, with the older you know, the more older generations who tend to do more handshake deals on trust are now starting to take notice of, of what we're doing. Because as you said, the the environmental standpoint now that people are taking that the oil and gas industry is a big bad wolf and it shouldn't be allowed to operate anymore. It has to be renewable energy. Um, but that's where our products sort of set us apart because our products genuinely are non-toxic and non-harmful. Um, we actually had a, a famous instance where... I was on site talking to a client and I told him how safe the product was and he was sticking his hands in it and he was doing all this and he said, well, can I drink it? And I said, well, I wouldn't advise it, but you can do if you really want to. And he literally started to drink the product in his concentrated form and it was like, wow. And he said, that's safe. You know, it's it's just one of those things. So it is, it's, it's you know, when it comes to the environmental standpoint and you've got these protesters who are saying they want more environmentally friendly and conscious companies to operate, well, this is where we can step in because we can offer those products where a lot of companies can't because they're still based on petrochemicals and caustic substances. I'd like to give guests the final word. Anything we left out? Anything you want to reiterate or anything along those lines? So the uh, floor is yours, sir. Uh, yeah, uh, again, just to reiterate that, you know, our products are unique. They're very new. They're very advanced. We use only the, the best raw materials. Um, there's a lot of research and development going into our product. And we make sure that each of our customers 
are satisfied in the sense that we also offer free delivery within a 500 mile radius of Sugarland, free technical support and 100% money back guarantee if our products don't work. And that was Mark Bullock with BMA Biotech. I'd like to thank Mr. Bullock once again for joining the program here, as well as Brent Seeks with Badlands Ministries, talking about the Badlands Ministries, as well as the Backpack Program and Dickinson. The Dickinson Backpack Program is what they're called. Uh, Also, he talked about Giving Hearts Day. Once again, Mark Bullock, BMA Biotech, and Brent Seeks with Badland Ministries. Thank you very much for joining us today on the Multimedia Cafe. That's going to do it for the program today. We're going to be back tomorrow at the same time on the same channel. From the staff at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Is there anything I won't do for money? I think it's pretty obvious not. I'm shameless. I don't care. You want me to paint your cat's front claws? I'll do it. If the price is right. One time, I mowed my neighbor's five-acre lawn with a weed whacker for three bucks, and I earned it. You ever get stung by bees while cleaning the gutters? Have a Rottweiler do his business on you during a walk? One time, I was paid $400 to hit a realtor in the face with a pie. I'd like to get more pie work. Kids and Capitalism. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch Coaching. I think it's a really exciting time for our young leaders today because um, leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. For many years, I think that 
the, the gold standard of leadership has been somebody who is very polished and has it all together or seemingly has it all together and throughout the years. Um, I think that we've now, especially with technology and social media, we are drawn to what's real. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Thank you.